Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen, Copen and Copenhagen. This is a podcast about hanging out in Copenhagen. It's not a vegetable. Hello and welcome to the Six Show Podcast, Copen Copenhagen on 97.7 FM. My name is Owen and Marius is joining me in the studio as always. Hello, sir. Hello. Ah, uh, yes, this is your modern guide to living in the city of Copenhagen, and we talk about Denmark, and we talk about Scandinavia, and we talk about lot of everything. And what are we going to be talking about today, Marius? Well, um, it's a special one. Oh, yeah? Just like every other week, <laughs> it's a special one. Uh, we'll kick it off with the news roundup, yep. uh, dive into sort of this whole reopening plan that was uh, released. Oh, yeah. Uh, then we got two other hot stories. Um, and then, then on, we went... We we had a lovely morning. We did. We did, had a very lovely morning. Morning. We went to Queen's Delight, and uh, had uh, definitely the best uh, uh, eclairs I've ever had in my life. Mm. Uh, probably the best in Copenhagen. I in Denmark. I would think that's a that's a that's a that's a, a maybe, honest statement. Maybe the world. Maybe. <laughs> who knows? Maybe, who knows? Who knows? Oh my God! What a morning to have it. Yeah. It is sunny outside. It was so lovely. Spring is here. Yes. Shh, don't tell anyone. Shh. Don't, shh, don't, <laughs> don't tell, tell the anyone. weather. Don't especially. tell the don't tell Denmark. <laughs> but, but it's pretty it's, nice. It's outside. pretty nice outside, right? <laughs> don't tell anyone. Yes, you're on the sixth show Cope in Copenhagen. Uh, let's take, kick it off with the news. Oh wait, no, what's happening after that? You got hot tips for us as well? Yeah. Oh, you got hot tips as well? Oh, yeah. We got hot tips coming after the interview as well. That's brilliant. Uh, you're on the sixth show podcast. Let's get into it. You're on sick. Okay, okay. The reopening schedule. I just sounded like a, a horse race commentator. <laughs> uh, Bouncy Rogers is coming on the third, and Bouncy Rogers is uh, over, like taking uh, jolly legs, jolly jolly legs, jolly legs. Let, let, let me be the, the horse uh, yeah, commentator. Okay, yeah, I think uh, Irish people are are better at that. We certainly are. We've got yeah. we've got a great history, history of horse racing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's a that's not on the news. Awful tangent. Tell yeah. us tell us the news. What's the news, Marius? So yes, uh, Monday the twenty second of March, um, uh, just minutes before mid night, uh, the government confirmed a reopening plan for Denmark. Uh, the plans uh, promised uh, PM Mitteflexen um, are sort of in line with society fully reopening once everyone over the age of 50 has been uh, vaccinated. Okay. So uh, I'll just give a brief sort of overview of what this sort of, uh, what it looks like and what it means for, for different sort of uh, venues and shops and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, it looks like it's good news for uh, sort of uh, schools like education, uh, face-to-face proprietors um, and shopping centers. Um, they can sort of, uh, it will be sort of, for some uh, schools, it will have be like a 50-50 where they can come in one week and then not the next week and stuff like that. But they, they are set to sort of return. Uh, Is that gymnasiums as well? Uh, they're starting sort of from bottom up. Uh, not so bottom like up. kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. But they've already started. Some of the schools have been sort of allowed. That's so strange. Can you imagine? Like, uh, my, my only reference point is like secondary school, like gymnasium, because don't have a memory of my childhood but <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it, it, can you imagine how strange that would be like a week in week out of school It'd be strange right yeah that, yeah 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 but this whole year too yeah, yeah. yeah must have been a, an, an odd one for well it, for everyone but yeah for for children sort of i think it's been sort of like oh this is great and then it's also been kind of sucked yeah yeah, yeah. um but anyway it looks like uh, good news for with the educations mm-hmm. um 
restaurants, cafes, libraries, and sort of yeah, know, art venues uh, that have, they can have outdoor service from the 21st of April. The library outdoor service? Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I guess that's... I mean, I don't know. For a restaurant, like, here in... Like, it's nice today, but if you go to a restaurant sort of later mm. and you sit outside, I bet it's going to be a bit cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and what if you don't have outdoor seating? Mm, yeah but uh anyway that's that's the 21st of april you can uh you can go to your favorite cafe and uh, drink a coffee there uh bars and sort of the nightlife arena they must wait until everyone over 50 uh who wants to be vaccinated have uh, gotten their jab um until and until then the government can't they can't sort of say anything about when they can open up again and that must also be quite frustrating because why can a restaurant and cafes have outdoor service when a bar can't Oh, okay, so bars, are, bars, bars aren't mentioned in the twenty first. Nope, that's not part of that. But okay, that's weird, because because restaurants will be serving alcohol. Yeah, and that's why I'm also expecting people to be drinking themselves silly yeah. at restaurants with outdoor yeah. service. Yeah, like <laughs> just get the bread and then just keep ordering fucking alcohol. Hey guys, want to go to Club Noma tonight? Yeah. yeah right, right. <laughs> off my head at Noma. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and I don't know like what are there so as far as I can read there's no sort of um because last time when they opened up sort of there was this restriction that uh, or uh, at least with bars sort of they first day was like oh you can stay open till 2 I think it was and then they pulled it back to midnight and then they it couldn't w- serve alcohol after 10. Yeah, no, it was it was t- midnight and then they went to 2 for like 45 minutes and yeah. then they're like two's a bad idea we're going back to midnight yeah. whoops uh, yeah like a week later yeah um so yeah that's gonna be a bit interesting to see but um i imagine there's a lot of um bar owners who are frustrated mm-hmm. um in regards to sort of uh, outdoor activities um and, and indoor actually because they've raised the sort of the outside you can be like i think it's up to 50 now and in some situations, it's only 25. I'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, 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 sort of you can gather... 50 people. 50 people outside now. Now? Yeah, I think I think so. Oh, don't hold me too... Yeah, no, I think so, yeah. Yeah, you can. Just a quick uh, disclaimer. We are not the news. <laughs> so don't quote... If the police stop you for being 50 yeah, people and say, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't say, Copy and Copenhagen said it. <laughs> yeah. Read up on this yourself before you do anything. <laughs> Um, but they have there are definitely some changes coming to sort of in regards to sort of outdoor activities Um, adults uh, or children under 18 can resume uh, indoor sports activities and other organized sort of fun indoors from the 21st of April without a corona pass because that's the whole thing yeah yeah this is the this is the big question right yeah Um, and I'll I'll briefly talk about that Uh, but uh Adults, we will have to wait till sort of May 6th for indoor sports. Uh, and the same goes for gyms. And um, we will be required to have a valid Corona Pass. So, but yeah, more details are also expected here regarding sort of what uh, sports activities uh, and uh, what limitations there will be on it. What's a Corona Pass, Marius? Yes. Well, sort of the, by April 6th, the plans sort of for these reopenings, most of them will require you'd have sort of a this corona pass and that's going to be run through this my health app um has sort of been selected as the the yeah, 
where you can sort of prove and show okay. stuff if you're going to a UGM or whatever it is. Uh, and the deal is you either have to be sort of have been, been vaccinated or had a negative corona test within the last 72 hours or been previously infected. <laughs> Yeah, it and makes I, sense. It makes sense. It's just a weird. Yeah. I, I actually don't get the last one because because um, and I'll talk about about that in another news bit. But as far as I understand, even though you've been, even if you've been infected, that doesn't you can still sort of infect other people. Like you can still mm. get it and then infect other people. I think or no, I think I I I think the story is well. I know if you get if you get an if you're if you if you're positive. After two days, after two, after two, no, no, you're not. After two days, after two days of no symptoms, you can go out again. I think there must be like a period of time of like, you know, staying a week or something. But if you have two days of no symptoms, you're able to go out again. Mm. And you're told not to get tested again for like a long Mm. period of time. I don't know how exactly long. Because a friend of mine was tested positive recently. Okay. And they can't get tested because they're automatically going to test positive. Because this, the, the, yeah, the, okay, the, the, there's some yeah. some variation of it or, or like dead cells or something like this. I'm not 100% sure, but they will test positive even though they're not transmitting it anymore. Mm. Um, but I believe the idea is that once you have it, you're you're immune at the moment. I, I don't think it's been proven that you... I, I don't know. That's what I, I'm guessing that that's why they would say that. Okay, because I'm not sure about that. Because uh, I had like... Um, Yeah. Okay. Well, I will get back to that in a bit, just yeah. to wrap this up. Sort of. Um, so yeah, that that's sort of this Corona Pass is going to be sort of the. the I didn't. I, this is news to me about the app. I didn't realize that, that they're sort of spe- specifying an app. Yeah. That you. This my health app, memesunhill.dk. Mm. Um. And e- there have been some concerns about sort of well, uh, there's a lot of sensitive data we're giving over Absolutely. in this app. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, to address those concerns, uh, there there is sort of an expiry date of uh, August uh, 2021 has been agreed to sort of on on any data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, gathered within the this uh, time frame. Um, And that is also kind of in line with the the V Day, as it's called, Vaccination Day, uh, the date by which the country should be fully vaccinated, which is currently July twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. But um, so this is some positives, some some hmm, I don't know, is this positive? Yeah. Um, and it is a fucking a tricky thing. Yeah. But but I'm not completely convinced about this plan. And there's, I know like there's a lot of uh, like uh, what about festivals? <laughs> I'm not even thinking about festivals. Right? No, uh, but they are obviously like uh, Roskilde, and there's also these big sports events like the Euro Cup, and mm. and I know it's like who fucking cares, kind yeah. of. Mm. But but this is a part of our society. Sure, absolutely, it's so. important to bring it back. You know, for for many reasons. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and they haven't been told anything, and they're a bit sort of. We need answers because Roskilde doesn't happen in a day. They there's a lot of planning, yeah. a lot of volunteers, so much work going into that. Uh, I know Copenhagen. I saw they've gone online. They've sort of put their said. It, I don't know if they're completely scratching having a, yeah. a, a physical festival, but they've made some kind of online okay. Copenhagen event. Cool. Um, but yeah, they they are they they don't know yet. They haven't been told anything. Uh, so, but that should be mid-April that they should get inside. Into. What about um? What about the the street ones? What are they called? The uh... uh yeah. Uh, what's it? Yeah. Distortion. Distor- 
please, please tell me distortion's coming. Please tell me we <laughs> get distortion. That is not happening. Please, no, please tell me it's coming because nothing would bring my my bring up my hopes and like make me happier than seeing a load of pissed teenagers. <laughs> okay, and p- teenagers, 16 year olds pinning so hard <laughs> at one o'clock in the day. <laughs> oh, you missed that, do you? <laughs> I missed that so much. Mm. And like, and it just, just at, Don't even tell me which streets it's going to be. I like it when I walk down the street and there's a rave and I didn't hear about it. Yeah, there's just someone peeing on my doorstep. <laughs> oh, old, old, old grumpy men here. I tell you, I would. I like. I, I would go there in a shot if it was there. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Face masks. Oh yeah. That might be a question. So are they going away then if we get all the jabs and everything? Nope. Not likely. Nope. Uh, they are likely to be around uh, until July and beyond. Um According to TV2, who spoke to uh, Jan uh, Pausgaard Christensen, an expert on immunology, uh, yes, (laughs) the University of Copenhagen, he predicts that face masks will need to be worn in many areas of Danish society until the very last person has been uh, vaccinated in late July and possibly even beyond. For example, they are likely to be required when standing in restaurants and bars when they reopen, uh, long after everyone over the age of 50 has been jabbed. Uh, the cutoff point identified by uh, our prime minister uh, as when society can return to normal. But uh, after all, it has sort of, and this is where sort of relating to this earlier, we talked about sort of can you affect somebody if you've had the coronavirus? Mm. After all, this is according to this uh, um Uh, Jen. Mm. Um, after all, it has already been proven that vaccinated people can infect those who haven't received it yet. Vaccinated. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just, just so you. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so not to that point. I mean. Okay, but still. Um, vaccinated people can infect those who haven't been inf- infected. Yeah. So you can carry it. Yeah, I guess yeah, that makes sense. I guess it's a bit like being Goodness immune gracious. to it. I I I as I left the, the house today, I I did my routine and I said, keys, phone, wallet, watch, mm-hmm. and I have a, another one now. I have keys, phone, wallet, watch, mask. Yeah, and I have a feeling that's going to be there for at least a year, more probably. Yeah, but like I'm I'm not complaining about it. I'm just I'm just thinking I'm probably going to need this little thing in my pocket. For a long time coming. Yep, yep. You know? It's so annoying when you forget it and you're like, oh, my yeah. God. yeah, 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 yeah. You have to like figure out how you're going to yeah. fi- get into places and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> Just run. Just run. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. But however, this he envisaged uh, sort of uh, that maybe over summer uh, would be more sort of a, a recommendation. Yeah. But. Probably it'll be reintroduced in in autumn as a sort of a, a rule again or a precaution yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, face masks. Mm. They're still happening. Yeah. Um, travel. Oh yeah. That's all. Is that a thing? Do we do that now? It's still up in the air. <laughs> hey! Pun intended. But uh, let's say we can't travel anywhere. I got a. I got a. I got a hot tip. For where to go. It's not even hot tip time. time. No, right, I know. Go for it. No, go, just, go on. Well. Um, Best beach, beach, almost. That's the headline for this. It's fucking amazing headline. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> According to Lonely Planet, Denmark has a sandy gem tucked away on the island of Bornholm. You've been to Bornholm. I have, yeah. yes. Lovely. Didn't see a, a sandy beach tucked no, away. I no, don't know. no. Sounds sounds like something 
No. Don't. <laughs> uh, the travel guide published uh, publisher has ranked uh, Duode, uh, the beach on Bonhon, as uh, one of the top 20 beaches in Europe. Okay, right. Okay, right. <laughs> okay. I thought, uh, like, if it was the world, I'd, I would perk my ears. Yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> still, still, that's good. Like, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't normally, even though we did, we were, uh, I think it, that was two summers ago. I think some other magazine sort of was, we were Europe's most bathable city because we have all the harbor baths. And yeah, all it makes that sense. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now also beaches uh, are, are getting uh, a little nod. I guarantee um, you, there's in the top 10, there's an Irish beach. Maybe I'll give you the top five. There's no Irish speech mentioned there. Okay, okay. But honestly, I I think for for a blisteringly cold <laughs> swim place, <laughs> yeah. swim place mm. and like for over two thirds of the year being overcast, Ireland has some beautiful beaches. Nah, I really imagine. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, here's the, here's uh, how they describe this uh, dual beach in Bonham. Yeah. yeah, appearing like a remembered dream in the painterly pastel light of sunset. Duwada reclines, the southernmost tip of the island of Bonholm in Denmark's Baltic Sea. Oh, can oh, you feel it? Nothing says beautiful sunny times like Baltic Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Backed by expansive dunes and pines, its sand as white and soft as talcum powder. So no. fine-grained, in fact, that it was once used in an hourglass. You can walk for miles finding space and solitude and wade out to the sea forever with water only reaching your knees. <laughs> Do you what? Like, yeah, that's how they describe this it. Was, this is a poet who couldn't get a gig so yeah. they worked for Lonely Planet. <laughs> I like the talcum powder line. <laughs> Do you know speech makes me, reminds me of what? Talcum powder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Well, it came in 17th. Um... Uh, and uh, sort of the 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 number one. Oh, yeah. What do you think the number one beach is in in Europe? Beach. You say the way you said it makes me think it's not Snake. obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was a bit surprised too. I would say Greece. Yeah, you would. That would make sense. Yeah. I, that would probably been my guess also. Uh, no. Um, The uh, two others ranked the, uh, the third best in the Nordic region uh, behind the list. Number one, Norway's Hockland Beach. Wait, in in Europe, Norway has the best beach. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Fair so point. the top five was uh, Hockland, yep. uh, followed by uh, Cala uh, Colorizze in Italy, yeah. the West Beach, Scotland, uh, Plec de Palo Bacca, Corsica, and uh, Platea Elites in Spain. Yeah. yeah. So um, there you go. Go get your beach on, and like I think it's a nice little tip for summer. Bonholm is quite a beautiful, it's beautiful. island. It's yeah. really nice, and it's a it's and a fun little journey as well. Further than yeah, yeah, and it is. It feels like you've gone somewhere. Yeah, yeah. you can fly there, but it, I, you can get the bus outside of uh, Tivoli, and the bus goes into Sweden, and then goes on to the ferry, and it's it's a lovely little trip. Mm-hmm. It's really really nice. Yep. Yep. But uh, Dem the News. Dem the News. Thank you very much. Uh, like we said, uh, today's, if, if, today uh, is, a, is a nice day. Yeah. It's a nice day. And I woke up this morning and I, I saw I saw sun. Mm-hmm. I thought, this, this, is, this, is, this is spring. Let's keep this going. Let's, let's, let's keep this a good day. Yeah. So we went and had an eclair. Yes. We went to Grønnegade 3737 Queen's Delight. To the best... The best, Eclair. and like this, this is this is this has been pointed out to me 
by more than one person. Oh yeah, that this place is as the best it clears. Mm-hmm. And in a time of in, in, like uncertainty and little like little pleasures being very important, mm-hmm. this is a place to check out. Certainly. We spoke to Sebastian Reisa, his wife, to learn more about this fantastic little shop. And as soon as we entered, they were kind enough to make us some coffee. Mm. Oh, of course. Coffee. Coffee? Uh, yes, please. How would you like your coffee? Black is fine, thank you. Black like a lungo or an Americano? Uh, Americano is good. Americano. Okay. And can you pick your coffee? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Which one? <laughs> oh, I think I will have a lemon meringue. Okay. It's very sassy. It's very sassy? It's 10 a.m. on a Thursday and Queen's Delight is in full swing, but it's not even open yet. Uh, Sebastian, the owner, is in the back making eclairs, while simultaneously giving another interview. Raisa, his wife, greets us with a smile and makes us feel welcome. As soon as Sebastian's ready, he comes around, sits and joins us. He may have been up early preparing cakes, but you can see he's full of energy, and he's excited to tell us the story how they became Copenhagen's favourite eclair shop. I started off by asking Sebastian how his day starts in this busy little store. It depends. Okay. I mean, uh, lately I've been a bit lazy, so I arrive between eight and nine. Okay. So that's been lately, mm. but uh, depends. For for a while I was arriving each day at four and a half, <laughs> but uh, now I have colleagues to help me. So yeah. And when then I got, I mean, from I got lazier and lazier. Four and a half in the beginning, mm. then five and something, then seven, <laughs> and now it's eight to nine. So. But I suppose you've That's kind good. of <laughs> you, you've learned the system. So like at the beginning, you're like organizing systems, and now you have it perfect. So you can just come in and bang, bang, bang. You've got everything no. ready, or no? <laughs> I mean, what do you mean by learning the system? So uh, or like your system, prepare. you have yeah. a routine kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, your routine. So that I, I mean, I, I, I ch- we you're change. shaking your head. You don't you don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> we change everything constantly. So yeah, okay. I mean, uh, but. And, and I mean, since we, since when we started, um, the kitchen was here. Okay. It was a tiny kitchen. I mean, from that uh, pillow. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the line with that was one fridge, and behind of that fridge was our entire kitchen production oh, wow. space. The cakes were assembled actually right here in uh, the window in this tiny yeah. space, which was longer, was still here, was yeah. like almost a square. So this was the production kitchen one. Then uh, last year in the summer we rearranged it into what you can see now. Okay. Um, and now we are looking to change again. So it's been like constant, constant, constant change. But I think that if you don't change, you don't evolve. So mm-hmm. having a routine is like almost like decaying. I mean, if you stick with that. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, how can you improve? If mm. you stick with the same. And when did when did you when did you start this? Well, it was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were young. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in um, August 2019. In July 2019. I mean, that's when we opened the gates, Matia. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the official opening. But we started preparing for it so since March mm-hmm. 2019. Okay. So that's quite soon after you moved to Denmark. Yes. Did you have the idea to open a shop as soon as you came to Denmark? We knew we wanted to do something related to food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a research. 
research also on uh, eclairs here in Copenhagen, and you realize that there is none. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, she was very passionate about eclairs. I was very passionate about meats, about meat in general, and uh, we realized that the cake shop will be more suitable for a family life. Mm -hmm. So and yeah, and we had this drive to do something with food. We were both attracted to food, to cooking. Yeah, well, like you're like Copenhagen is pretty much like this the epicenter of food in Europe at the moment like it's, it's so, so much amazing restaurants and uh, beverages coming out of here mm -hmm. how but so so how did you why eclairs why why do you like what where the passion for eclairs come from I guess that's kind of more your passion as you said you ate eclairs as a kid uh, yes I think we both ate well actually he didn't like eclairs as a kid no. <laughs> <laughs> this is the big revelation of the interview. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> you don't the even same like as with the Danes, you know, because yeah. I mean, most of the Danes don't think that they don't like eclairs. Yeah. Because the one that they had are very boring mm -hmm. and not <laughs> cool. And I had, a, I mean, the f I got in touch with eclairs uh, that were made if on, on the Ceausescu's time. And at that moment, every enterprise was owned by the government, by the state. I mean, there was no competition, there was mm -hmm. no quality. I mean, it was very, how do you, how, how could I say, it? Um, elegant, very sh shitty food. Shitty clearance. I mean, in that time, I mean, you were staying three days uh, on a queue to buy meat. I yeah. mean, then it was like the family effort. I'm staying six hours, then my mother shift starts, okay. and then my father, and then my sister, and then me again. I mean, food was, I mean, food was uh, um, not something you could find easily, and the one you could find were very, very poor quality. Mm -hmm. So that's why the eclairs I've tasted were mm. not good. <laughs> okay. But, there, but you, clearly that's that you have a history with so there's there's like a connection to the importance of food and good quality food that's come with that I <laughs> <laughs> what about when you moved to to Denmark because y you've you've lived here for two years now and did you have a good connection with the Romanian community before you moved from Bucharest or actually one of the reasons that made us come he coming here picking uh, Denmark mm -hmm. for our destination was the fact that at that time my family was here. Okay. My sister, oh. my mother, my brother-in-law, my nieces, so they were here. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the very important uh, factors mm -hmm. in our yeah, yeah. decision. How do you find the, the Romanian community in, in Copenhagen or in Denmark? Are they Is it a strong community? Yeah, but I think it's almost this, the same with all the communities. Because mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I realized that on b because of the um, selling trends. Mm -hmm. So I mean, the first how, how do you say the Romanian community it, 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 it's very close. The Russian community is very close. The French know each other. The gay community is very close. So mm -hmm. I mean, the first first time a French guy. Um, entered in our shop, and by chance that guy was the was the culinary director of the French embassy. Okay. I mean, <laughs> in the next weeks, we had a lot of French people coming. Okay, okay, okay. 
the first time when a gay couple that has some uh, followers on, on Instagram mm -hmm. uh, tried our eclairs mm -hmm. and posted them on Instagram, mm -hmm. we had a lot of gay couples coming mm -hmm. into the shop. And it's been the same, I mean, the Russians, when a couple of Russians entered into the shop, the Chinese, I mean, there, is, there are communities uh, based on many things, mm -hmm. and I think all of them are quite close. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a thing that I, 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 I observe based on the on the trend in the shop. Mm -hmm. Because my life is here in the shop. I know yeah. nothing. <laughs> shop. I love that, that it's like an anthropological study yeah. from the <laughs> shop <laughs> of the, the, the small <laughs> communities of Copenhagen. <laughs> that's nice, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, maybe I will be, maybe from now on, I will have a lot of podcasters coming here. <laughs> <laughs> The I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a small group. It's a small group. <laughs> 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 coming down each week. <laughs> fake your mustache. <laughs> oh, we're from the uh, Caring About Copenhagen podcast. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. And so, how, yeah, like, how do you make an eclair? What's, what's the, I guess I won't ask what's the secret ingredients, but what's the, what's the, what makes a good eclair? Well, I think that the first thing that you have to pay attention to is the pastry, the dough, mm -hmm. and uh, also the quality of the ingredients, of course. Yeah. And an eclair, basically, it's uh, made from uh, this dough, made uh, called pate a choux. Um, and then you have to fill it with some cream. Some of our eclairs have even two creams inside and also something on top to complement the flavor. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Is it, is it a delicate process? Do you, do you need to have like particularly nimble fingers to be able to create one? Oh, I think the most challenging part is the dough. Mm -hmm. There you have to have this okay. very precise mm. technique which is uh, the thing that Sebastian does for two years now. <laughs> In the beginning, <laughs> I was the one doing everything. I was the one uh, researching um, ways to improve our recipes. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I got pregnant and we had this really nice surprise. <laughs> and having another baby here, so he had to take over and to learn everything from me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you both didn't really have, you both never made eclairs before, before you started this? Mm, I mean, my Raisa learned, I mean, before opening the shop, yes, but before having the idea, no, I never made eclairs and I wasn't, I mean, I was enjoying cooking meat, but not sweet things, yeah, I was yeah, the yeah. meat guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is quite a spectacular turnaround for, for somebody who hasn't, like you said, you, you were working with meat, and for people who haven't owned an eclair sh shop before. Like, if, it, if, 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 I, if you hadn't explained this to me and I walked in, I would have thought this was shop number seven. You'd opened, yeah. you'd, you'd had shops all over the country, you know, it seems so... The system, uh, I know you said <laughs> that systems are like kind of something we try to avoid, but it seems really, really well organized. The food looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Like the preparation is fantastic. It's uh, congratulations on it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but how else can you grow? I mean, mm -hmm. true. But it's good. It's good, but it's it's it's, it's just an admir admirable way to view it. I mean, thank you very much. But you should try it. I mean, you we should have been looking at these for a while. You haven't tried yeah. them, so. All right. 
I'm going for the pistachio. I'm going for a uh, lemon meringue. Oh, mm. Mm. oh, that is chesty. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. I'm not big with pistachio, this is good. Mm. We, we have a very good return rate. So in the, you said about me not liking the eclairs, and I told you that most of the Danes don't like eclairs too, and that's why, because they have very low expectations, just mm. as I had a while uh, in the back. But um, once people try them, they discover they are different from that they were expecting, that it's high quality food, and I mean, usually people like it. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a good return rate. Mm. And what about, um, so you, you, you have a good relationship with the Danes coming in and, and enjoying what you're making, but what about you and Denmark? How, how <coughs> oh sorry, I didn't clear my throat. What about <laughs> where the, 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 the society in Denmark and social norms and things, have you found it easy to integrate into Denmark? How, how have you found it here? For me? I mean, I'm, I'm jokingly, I'm often saying that I'm not living in Denmark, I'm living in the shop <laughs> yeah. in, in, in my home. Cause yeah. I mean, for a while, I mean, even now, I'm working every day. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sunday is the day I'm w I work only on the computer and mm -hmm. only less, but mm -hmm. I work every day. Okay. And since I arrived here, two years, I didn't take any break. So before moving into Denmark, I was coming here and visiting, meeting people. But now, as the only friendship I managed to, to, to the only friendships I managed to, to bound is, are with people that are coming here yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. having uh, a chat after hours or staying with me while I'm working. Yeah. When you arrived, I was uh, with an, in an interview and the interview I was doing while I was working yeah. because it's, it's, I'm, it's more time efficient like this. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? Uh, well, for me it was uh, actually a bit hard at the beginning to understand the system because uh, I, I got pregnant mm. and uh, I had also a new business and mm. I had to um, go in the beginning back in my country because I was not yet in the system mm -hmm. for the first trimester and <coughs> then come back and forget what I was told in Romania about my pregnancy and uh. do everything differently here. But then if you get used to it, you see that you have so much support from the Danish uh, community, actually, and I, I felt really protected and uh, not at all at all alone. Mm -hmm. Even though it was Corona, I had mother groups, I had a nurse coming in and uh, seeing if everything was okay. Yeah. So I think it's the best uh, country to have a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. 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 That's, even, that's a fantastic endorsement. I'll remember that. <laughs> yes. If I can add something to, to my previous statement, yeah. I realized that in the beginning, I mean, um, everything went very, very smooth, except one thing that was very close to crush us, mm -hmm. the banks. I absolutely uh. hate the Danish banks. Yeah? Yes. I mean, we... I mean, we put, we sold everything we had, we put everything into this shop. Yeah. And um, 
it took us so long to open a bank account. I mean, we had the company running, we were selling, we had, we were actually selling cakes, mm -hmm. but we couldn't you know, put our hands on, on the money. I mean, we couldn't touch the money because I've that heard that before from other uh, <laughs> experts. I mean, that's a heads up. If you plan to start a business in Denmark, make sure you know someone in the bank because this is how <laughs> it works. I mean, we have our we had our bank account open because uh, my brother-in-law uh, was a very large customer for Sudbank, uh -huh. and we went to his guy and his guy. Wow. I mean, Kind yeah, of too, you know, yeah, because yeah. other way, probably, yeah. I mean, we were pretty much desperate. I mean, mm. we would probably have been using just cash, we have stopped. I met so many high quality people, yeah. and I think the fact that on, there are a lot of expats uh, makes a lot of, of people very open, very friendly into. Um, new relations, new... So it's quite very surprisingly easy to, to um, connect with people mm. because there are a lot of expats here. So with those, I mean, those are very open. So yeah. And well, but maybe a final, what is the, the... You said you were going to move location or you're going to... I mean... Uh, what's, the, what's the future looking like? We applied now for a very large space, very large for us. Yeah. <laughs> for them, it's when we went to visit it, they told us, "You have you come to see the small space or the large one?" And we, s I mean, um, uh, we said the, the 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 large one, and the guy said the 2,000 square meters. <laughs> oh no, the 300 square. Meters. <laughs> oh, the tiny one. Yes, the tiny one. <laughs> so yeah, we applied for a for a. Uh, for a space there, we are waiting for the for their approval. If everything goes well, we will move the production there. Okay. We, will, we will sell them also there. We will do deliveries. But we will bring new products. We will keep the shop here. Excellent. Yes, and we plan to open more, of course. But first, we have to have a better uh, and larger production facility. Well, any well, bank to work with you now is lucky because yeah. you're. You fantastic business it's so popular everybody loves your declares <laughs> i mean thank you congratulations on what you've created in yeah may i say a short period of time and under the most difficult times we've known <laughs> so thank you congratulations uh, thank you so much for talking to us i i'm looking for what you're <laughs> going to be open soon we should probably move on <laughs> before yeah, yeah, we yeah, get yeah. rushed <laughs> but thank you so much for your time and we wish you the best yeah thanks for the eclairs oh man i it's it's yum it's very very good and yeah. uh yeah, a lot of care went into for two like for a person who like he, he Sebastian said he was like a meat guy. Yeah, like they they really sort of honed this craft of making um, eclairs. Amazingly so, and like he he was very like, and I love the idea that he, I was so surprised when he got, when I asked him about his routine, and he was like, don't have one. It's yeah. like I need to keep moving. I need to keep changing because you think like when I think of like uh, eclair and and like bakeries and like these kind of like. Um, like fine, um, sweet, like yeah, uh, artisanal, artisanal, yeah, yeah. Mm. That like I imagine like a French chef who's like, this is the way we did it for a hundred years. I will never change it, you know. And yeah, he's yeah. like, no, you got it. You got to keep moving. You got to keep changing. You got to keep like up to date with these things. Mm -hmm. I was, it was, and and it's it's working. Mm -hmm. It's working from yeah. Uh, thank you so much to uh, Risa and Sebastian for uh, hosting us and giving us a wonderful day yep. or morning. Yeah. And um, highly recommend you guys checking it out. It's really, really nice stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Try the... I highly recommend the lemon meringue. 
Sesti. Sesti. Uh, I'm going for the pistachio. It was really good. Yeah, but uh, they have a they have a, a, a wide selection of uh, they had like a mango mascarpone. There was a sea salt caramel, I believe. Wow. There was some rhubarb strawberry. Like mm. all good stuff. All good stuff. All good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a that's that's a good place to go. But Marius, do you have any more hot tips for us? Oh boy, do I. Well, yes. <laughs> highly, highly recommend Queen's uh, Delight. Um, yeah. If you're uh, missing some uh, theater, um, you know I am. Yes. Oh, and this is uh, this is it's kind of up your alley to some extent. An Irish engagement. No, I, got, I I broke it off. Oh, you broke it off. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Then this is cancelled. <laughs> no, uh, an Irish engagement uh, engagement is a CTC a production, Copenhagen Theatre Circle. Our friends there. Um, it's a virtual play reading. Uh, and so uh, it's not like a full-on production, uh, but uh, it's a great cast. Um, and uh, yeah, it will be sort of this light sort of, uh, or maybe lightness the wrong way to say it. So I I joined in on one of their uh, play readings kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it is where, where you have the manuscript in front of you, mm-hmm. but people will dress up and put on some costumes yeah. and, and sort of really go for it. And it's quite fun and entertaining. Uh, so uh, that's happening on the 27th of March at 7 p.m. I've heard about this one, actually. And uh, our friend uh, Trolls, uh, who we've both worked with, uh, yeah. uh, an actor and comedian, um, very funny guy. He's uh, he's done oh, yeah. some really cool stuff. Um, he's directing this, I believe. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. here's an interesting thing about Trolls, is that he also, I don't know, is he running it yet? But he's going to be running... An online Dungeons yep. and Dragons. Yep, he um, is a he is a dungeon master. Yeah, and which is not a sex thing for those of you who don't know. <laughs> it is for some people, but, yeah. but not in, not this, in case. this context. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think he's got quite a lot of experience um, choreographing things online. Oh yeah. So I think he's going to be really good at this. I think it's going to be turn out to be a really good show. And also, I think check out his Dungeons and Dragons online thing I highly recommend that he popped my uh, Dungeon Cherry oh yeah and uh, oh I was in safe hands <laughs> again not a sex again, thing again not, 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 not a sex thing <laughs> no he, he was very very good uh, uh, and yeah He is. He has like a. He has like a. He's a great actor and performer, uh, and that really shows when he's sort of uh, guiding you through, sort of yeah. uh, as as the dungeon master. Yeah, uh, which should, is amazing. We put up a link to that as well. Actually, the the, the um yeah. the Dungeon Dragons. Uh, I actually yeah. wanted to get him on for an interview about uh sort of yeah that project he's starting. Oh yeah, um, that'd be cool. Because uh, yeah, I think it is definitely. Um. So yeah, uh, an Irish engagement, 27th of March, 7 p.m. Check it out, CTC. Uh. If you uh, if you if you don't want to be in front of your laptop, you want to go out. Nah, I'm alright. Okay. Well, <laughs> you want to get your dance on. Yeah. Uh, Easter Latin Social Outside Edition is happening, and because now that we can gather up to 50 people outside, so this is kind of where I had this <laughs> fact from is from this event, and I'm <laughs> assuming <laughs> that they've checked it. Um, You can. Uh, they are sort of inviting you to become a member of Latin uh, Vibes Union, and over Easter they will be starting uh, Latin Vibes Union. Yes, it, it, it is a union because you have to pay a membership uh, fee of 150 kroners to become part of the uh, Latin Vibes Union. So can I can I go on strike? And yeah, the Latin Vibes Union, <laughs> union will will back me up. We'll have a little picket. I think picket so. Picket fence, yeah. and we'll all be dancing we'll before dance I get in the bachata in front of uh, the parliament. Till I get my 10% percent yeah. uh, <laughs> wage increase. <laughs> um, but uh, 
yeah, over Easter they're sort of starting uh, from uh, well, they're starting already from March twenty seventh yep. to the third of April, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, the first one is this uh, a bachata social, ah. which is a type of Latin dance. Um, but yeah, it's hundred and fifty krona, and you have to be a member to join. Um, so it's an outside dancing event. Yeah, there'll be like instructors and like teaching you how to how to uh, bachata. Did you ever do that? I've never done bachata. You're you're not you're a dancer. I was a dancer in you my were. younger days. <laughs> What's bachata? How does that how does that work? I I I don't. It's like a I don't know if it's like a salsa kind of ish or mm. something like that or yeah. I don't I'd know love, exactly. I'd love to dance. You love to dance? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. I don't. I don't love to dance. I I can't dance. I'd I, love to. That's not true. I've seen you dance, and you can dance. Ah. Get enough alcohol in. Three you. in the morning. <laughs> I was I was impressed. <laughs> Well, thank you. I thank thought you. you had some moves. Thank you very much. You weren't thank as you stiff much. as I thought. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Easter Latin Social. Check it out. Or just Latin Vibes Union uh, on Facebook. Cool. Finally, uh, another outdoor thing you can do mm. is uh, um, Treasure Hunters Unite. Treasure? As in like the punk? Tr- trash. Da- trash. As in litter. Okay, right. Yes, because trash also trasher is like a music. Show. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, this is the this is a clever take on uh, treasure and trash. Ah! Treasure hunters unite. Get it? Yes, <laughs> very clever. Sunday on uh, the twenty eighth of March, uh, Napo cleanup is back. A two hour treasure hunt starting at eleven p.m. from the start of Super Keelan uh, by the big donut sign. If you know where that one is. Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> you don't know where the donut sign? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. I remember when they first put that up. That was before, because the, a lot of donut shops have popped up here in uh, Copenhagen. But this is a big, massive one. This yeah, is yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Where is the fucking shop?" Oh, well, yeah, because it's just at a crossroads, right? Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. at a junction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm craving a donut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's because I hadn't gotten the concept of that whole Super Keaton Park, where they've just taken sort of uh, benches and signs from across the world, so they've just oh, gathered. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, and it's like they've just taken them, and there's like actually small plaques where you can read sort of where they got things from and stuff. I never stopped to give a shit. <laughs> uh, I, if, if anyone doesn't know where it is, uh, here's here's a good way of knowing. Uh, it's next to the test center uh, in Norbro. <laughs> yeah, true. true. <laughs> that's where. Yeah. That's how you know it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can start from the red square or up by that donut sign and sort of go down and there's yeah, yeah. artifacts of not like ancient Art- artifacts ancient but like <laughs> this is an ancient Mayan donut yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway uh, there will be sort of a yeah a two hour where they're just cleaning up sort of the park that's great that's very that's nice um, sign up required via Facebook uh, uh, the, uh, on the event uh, as they can only be uh, 25 people in total Or or don't sign up. I uh, don't go. But if you see a bit of trash and pick you see a bin, pick yeah. it up, put it in the bin. Yeah. I had a teacher called Eddie Goggin. Oh, Eddie Goggin, and he told me he he told his class once when I was about 13, I suppose something like that. And he's like, if you see a bit of rubbish, it's your responsibility to pick it up. And he burnt that into the back of my head. Oh. And I I it, to this day I have I have rules in my head about. Um, the amounts and where and what and da, 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 and like like I won't pick up tissue with my bare hand kind of a thing right that's that's logical that's, right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, and then like if there's a load of rubbish and I see it, like it's in a place where it's going to be like, cleaned very quickly I'm like no, no no but if I'm walking down the road and there's a bit of rubbish and I see a bin I pick that up and I put it in the bin true same 
be the change you want to see. Oh, inspired, yeah. Owen. Yeah. Inspired. There you go. It's a good teacher. That's my there. There. What yeah. was his yeah. name? Freddie Orkin? <laughs> Freddie yeah. Orkin. Eddie Gargan. Eddie Gargan. Eddie Gargan. <laughs> Do you, Eddie, wherever you are. Wherever you are in the world. Uh, anyway, so yeah, be like uh, Freddie Orkin. Eddie Orkin. <laughs> yeah, sure. Ted, Teddy Sorkin. Yeah. Benny Hogan. <laughs> Benny Hill. And uh, pick up the trash you see. Or uh, join um, Noble Cleanup on uh, the 20th of March. There will be stories, games, juice, coffee, snacks, and good vibes. Oh, what a great day. What a great day. That sounds fun. Yeah, them the hot tips. Them the hot tips and them the episode. Thank you so much. Uh, Marius, cheers. On cheers. No worries. Uh, check out the Facebook page for links to uh, Queen's Delight, mm-hmm. uh, to CTC, yeah. to Dungeon Dragons, yeah. to to uh, Easter Latin Social. Easter Latin Social. And uh, uh, for the Treasure Hunt. Uh, treasure hunting yeah. treasure hunt um, thank you very much for listening uh, if you've clicked on the Copenhagen Post thank you very much for listening on the Copenhagen Post uh, we will be back next week with more stuff until yeah, yes. then yeah. yeah I'm looking at like we are back oh, we, with we more are, stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah. alright until then have a great week ciao